Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Podcast Nick. Um, I'm Travis Dow, and you might know me from other podcasts on podcastnick.com and um on, you know on this show on this on this feed i'm just gonna basically do whatever i want whether you like it or not we'll see who listens um but so far so good and uh, i think i've been enjoying this um i'll probably never beat history of alchemy just in far of or americana for always in, as in terms of like just the enjoyment i get out of producing and creating those shows but this is a close third second because it's just less formatted, it's less work in the preparation. I kind of, I, I love interviewing people. I love talking to people and having conversations. And um, so, thank you so much for those that have that have listened so far and kind of um, proving that this this concept can work. So I I'm just loving this. This is just really really great. And thank you so much. If you want to help the show, you do that by, you know, giving us a rating on iTunes, then the normal stuff. I've I've said it enough now, but visit podcastnick.com and, and check out the other shows. This show, now we've we've interviewed, we've gone through basically the whole podcast Nick crew, Otis and and um, Imad and and Pete. And now I wanted to pick one of my local buddies, um, Christian, German, German Chris. I've interviewed in German and he's on Americana for Euch. Um but another local buddy that I met just basically the first day I came into California from 10 years in the Czech Republic, the first local I met, we're still really good friends four years later. And um, he's from a whole, you know, a, a world I've really been fascinated in. If I ever cheat on history podcasts as a, as a podcast listener, it's like every comedian I can name also have a podcast like... Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky and Burt Kreischer and uh, Joe Rogan and Bill Burr and Chris D'Elia and they're all hilarious and I, I kind of always I've never mentioned this before because I do kind of feel like they're cheating a little bit as an indie 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 podcaster with the help of like just peers you know other history uh, nerds talking into a microphone without ever being famous or a follower follower base I kind of I can't help but feel like they're cheating because they got famous first and then started a podcast. But I can't deny that I love the world of comedy and stand-up comics. And um, I'm just fa- fa- I've listened to hundreds of hours of those comedians' podcasts. And um, my local buddy, uh, Otis, uh, is also kind of... I've been to three of his. He does this really special event. Uh, it's called Heart on Comedy. Heart on Comedy. If you want to check it out on Facebook, they've got a Facebook page. And if you're in the Bay Area especially... And they might start doing a YouTube channel or YouTube videos, but they haven't so far. It's been really exclusive. You go on stage and you see them live. And I've gone three years in a row now. 
or at least three out of the four last four years. And, um, it's just hilarious. They're just, he's, he's in a troop of uh, hilarious guys and, and, um, doing kind of like sketch comedy, but he's also done, you know, he's been to improv classes. He's, uh, you know, formally trained in, in theater and been a drama student, but it's also like in the family and all that. I can't remember if we talk about that or not. So that's why I'm, I'm bringing this up in the introduction. Um, but he's also trying to get the, the whole standup, uh, bit thing going in the Bay area and the San Jose comedy stores and whatnot. So, um, and, uh, was even an investor in a, in a venue out in East Bay someplace. So, you know, kind of from that world, I've just always wanted to kind of point, point a microphone at Otis and in, in a very different regard, even before I moved to California, I always wondered like, how, how can you live in the Bay area? How can you live in Silicon Valley where rent is like three or $4,000, how can you live in the Bay Area, you know, just to like put this as realistically and as brief as I can, succinct as I can, um, I found out today that I make as much money as the highest paid women in the WNBA, okay? So, because I'm a techie, all my developers, all my colleagues make six figures, developers or not, all my colleagues make six figures. So what do you do if you don't work for one of those companies? How do you actually survive here? And, you know, the, but, but I hang out with folks that are like born and raised and we, you know, we work for the city or work, do whatever they can, you know, making ends meet and, and, you know, being a local, maybe you get some luck with rent, but I'm sure we talk about all that. So anyways, I've, from the other point of view, I've always just wanted to point the microphone at somebody that lives in Silicon Valley that isn't a techie. Uh, it just so turns out that I can, I can turn out, I can kill two birds with one stone. Um, in German, I talked to German Chris, who kind of works in tech companies, um, it has, you know, it's lots of stories about like Google and Facebook and all this stuff. And I've covered that before in German. I did a whole episode on Silicon Valley, but yeah. What if you're just your average Californian that happens to be born in San Jose or Santa Clara or someplace and, or Palo Alto or, you know, Menlo park, or, you know, one of the people that were born there and just happened to <laughs> go to school there and aren't imported from Asia or other parts of the States or Europe, or, you know, like myself included from the Czech Republic. I just always thought that was interesting. Even before I moved here, I got newsletters from Silicon Valley. So uh, anyways, okay, without much further ado, and I don't want to, I, you know, now we're like five minutes in. I haven't said much because I don't want to introduce him much better than that. This is, again, this format is what I want to do, which is this time I'm just like, hey, Otis is entertaining. I'm just going to let the cam- the, the um, uh, microphone run. And this is minimally edited just for you know, if I start to get bored listening to it, I'll, I'll edit some pieces out. But otherwise, I just, um, I think we had a pretty good conversation. We always do. And I'm just, I'm happy we finally got to get one on tape. So, um, yeah, go to Heart on Comedy on uh, Facebook and, and you can, you can find out who this is and, and where you can see him and all that live or on YouTube or whatever else they're doing in the coming years. I was roped in, I'm, I'm credited on a short film as, again, like I was just a techie, but Otis roped me in on this like really it was cool you know really professional grade with stunts and stunt trusses and and just really neat you know uh, kind of a, a two-day shooting for to get a one short film like a one scene short film kind of deal going and and really interesting shooting late into the night like 4 a.m going getting home at 4 a.m so again i can't remember if we talk about all that or not or if this conversation happened before all that but uh yeah this is just uh, me and otis kicking it in my backyard having some beers and ordering a pizza and uh enjoying uh, the california sun bridget has uh she'll attest to this i wear your your knit cap that yeah. you gave me like, yeah a lot 
the, the, the camping the baby, kind of one, the baby but, yeah, the baby sock. Yeah, I wore it camping. That was a thing, and I put it on. And Wally used to crack up, and I I don't know where it is right now. I'm actually so kind of, I, thinking about that. I wore I wore one today. It was okay. like the gnome hat, like the, yeah. like you're going to it's bed super sleeping. Long, yeah, I wore one today because cap. I kind of had a head over. Uh, yeah, like yeah. a nightcap. It's exactly yeah. And I I had like a hangover headache kind of deal this morning, and I put in a hot water bottle underneath that, and it was the oh. per, it was stretchy, and I and so I could actually sit up and kind of watch Netflix, Perfect. and I wasn't dying. That's nice. Yeah. It was cool. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, that sounds fantastic. And that is, we're, we're recording, and that's perfect. That's the perfect way to enter the show. <laughs> you, well, I think it's, I think it should be known <laughs> that you are a very excellent, uh, well, you're, you're an accomplished knitter. Is that the term? I, a knitter, I guess. Okay. I don't um, want to nitpick the topic. <laughs> yeah. It comes from, it come, the, the word itself comes from, like, Viking heritage. So Does it? You can, yeah. Oh, okay. This, uh, I think all the words with a with a silent K. Oh, oh really? Knickerbockers too. The basketball team. Knife. The and, knife. Uh, all right. So, anyways, knids. So I think so. As a way of introduction, I'll say the the. I think this show will go on the podcast Nick feed as an exclusive. <laughs> It'll just. So I've I've interviewed Pete. I've interviewed Udit. Like all my kind of moderators. Imad, who's a Syrian refugee. And, what? That's amazing. And you're fo- well, you're following that. Damn it. So you got- God, Jesus. And I, I, I grew up in Willow Glen. Now, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the thing is, I think this will be fascinating. In German, I did a show on Silicon Valley. And I kind of okay. painted the whole picture from the tech point of, the techie point of view, but then also like, you know, what about the people that don't work in the industry or, or oh. lived here before or whatever? Uh, uh, and, poor meek. <laughs> and I think, like, even, even for my friends living in Oregon or, you know, other parts of the country, like when you say, uh, like rent for, you know, two bedroom place can be like three and a half thousand dollars here. It can yeah. be in San Francisco itself. It must be three, four. And it depends. Like a house would be like, forget it. Oh, like, yeah. You know, oh, uh, houses start at like one million, one point two. Um, and, and the it's little really tiny houses here is like a million, even in Santa Clara, yeah. it's probably well, by, the time, by the time you actually buy it it'd be a million bucks and in san jose uh san jose is i forget how they arranged the statistic but they said that it was the most expensive place to live and i don't know if that was cost of living or cost of rent maybe it was the highest rent in the country that might have been it uh but whatever it was Wonder, yeah it obviously showed that san jose and here's the frustrating part is that like when people say like oh it's expensive to live in like san francisco or it's expensive to live in New York, or it's expensive to live in Miami. I get that because those are cool, culturally diverse, historic places. When someone says it's expensive to live in San Jose, I'm like, why? <laughs> it's San Jose. <laughs> it's the bastard so, stepchild of San Francisco. That's that's the crazy <laughs> part. My, my like my dad worked in San Jose way back. I don't know, 80s. I want to say 90s, maybe, and it was a whole different place. You, you know? Yeah, it, it was, was like I grew up here. Yeah, it was back then. He was like, it's too many, it's too many people. I don't like the traffic. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah. And then he came back. He's like, but. Uh, so for for people that like totally don't know or, um, like like one one thing like so when I talk to my colleagues, you'll 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 hear numbers like, um, to really make it, you should have a if if you're like married or you you have a household, it should be you should be earning two hundred and fifty thousand a year, and as an individual person, I've heard like so even even five years ago, I was told. Don't go to you're going you're moving to Santa Clara. Don't don't accept less than ninety. You know, and and now that's already changed to like to forget about less than six figures and and you might have to like drive over the bridge or be on a you know hopefully be on a Google bus or some some crazy thing. 
And then the, the follow-up is like, wait a minute, what about like, what about that guy that like works in the gas station? Or what about, you know, the, the bartender that's like right here? Because one of them lives right here. I see her in the morning, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, shit, she lives here? How the fuck? How does she afford you know, this? How, yeah, like, what's her situation? Right. Like, um, and it's because her parents live here is the answer. And, and, and that's, that's kind of... Like, well, not 100%, but that's like, a large portion. I remember talking to somebody saying he used to live in the place where the Timberleafs are now, or the ones next to the Timberleaf by okay. NHL. And and he's like, how much is that now? Is it is it is it like a thousand dollars? And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking killing me. It was like it was like two six or oh. something. Thousand yeah. dollars? What the fuck? No, it's insane. Yeah, and that was an apartment, you know. Well, and we got we got really lucky. I, I got a three bedroom in Willowland, which is unbelievable. Uh, we got it so fast uh, because literally Bridget put in uh, the application in the morning. She was the first one on the list, and she brought over a check with a deposit at the place because it was astronomically low. It wow, was ridiculous yeah. how low it was, and they've slowly been trying to push it up. And we got like with the rent control, but you look you look at the the, the politics right now. Even there's there's rent control uh, measured on the ballot. There's uh, there's fight between contractors That's, and how many housings. There's there's homeless problems. Yeah. Do, more do, homeless do people. Do you get here. called for polls all the time? Yeah, all the time. And I love them. I do love. You try them. to yeah. I try to talk to them sometimes. I love doing the text. The text I try to. Is a new oh, one. okay. I, I still get calls by someone that's like filling in my answer with a pencil, basically. Yeah. And I'm trying to like get to the like. Do you support Google Village? And I'm like, well, that's weird. But yeah, if it would lower the house. Housing rates, or uh, yeah, and I've I believe I've heard that you know that saying that like there should be a system where you should uh, shouldn't own more than three properties. I don't know there's there's there seems to be a bigger conversation that needs to happen around. It, housing. it is rough. Housing it, is growing in people, a long way. Many people, like people that I personally know, like techies, like engineers or whatever in Silicon Valley, would personally like to know like how the hell are the locals doing it? Like, and my answer is like, well. It's probably a little bit of luck. Like if you hear something, or of course it's like a lot of people live with their parents until forever because you know unless they want to move away, or like, they move back in. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that happens you know. a lot. And now also, uh, I've heard a lot of millennials. I think it was like seventy-five or eighty percent of millennials. Uh, I may be getting the statistic wrong, but I thought that's what I heard. Are still uh, dependent in some way on their parents for yeah. rent or security. But this, or, this or must help be way higher, a way higher average than like the oh, national. Oh sure, because it's just like yeah, it's well, it's frustrating too. Because I here's a place I grew up in. I grew up here in well, San Jose. My mother and I on a bartender salary. She worked like four nights a week, I think, maybe five, or a cocktail, or maybe she uh, was waiting tables at that time. But she used to pay my grandparents' rent and her rent. Yeah, wow. She's supporting both of them um, with tips, and this was in the eighties. Uh, early 80s mm-hmm. and then I feel like the uh, 90s was the slow uptick like there was there was, there was like the roaring boom. 80s for Campbell and Santa. Okay. Campbell was huge yeah and actually when I turned 21 that's when San Jose started booming because that was right around the 95 96, yeah that would make just the first the dot com, com. Yeah. boom and, and that's that, basically that would make sense. took off yeah downtown was all developed there was nightclubs there's all these new there's san jose how, live how old is stuff. santana row 2000s that is more recent that was yeah. another second that was a second pass so because when i was a kid that was still the like, chevrolet station we, we have this chevrolet conversation because i so i work right behind at the end of santana row right and like i have this conversation with uh, my colleagues, as we're walking down, we're like, "Who the fuck are those people eating?" Because it's so. For people that don't know, it's like it's like a, it's like a cargo cult of like Barcelona or like a, <laughs> it's like a, 
you know how there's an Eiffel Tower in Shanghai kind of thing, or you know, a Chinese city. It's kind of like it's the Chinese knockoff of like a Madrid street sort of thing. But it's like weird, and it's all kind of built at the same time, and that's Santana Row, and it's a kind of like overpriced. It's very nice in it a is. way. Uh, I, I but... avoid it because I feel under. I don't. I don't feel like. I don't know. Sometimes it's I'll go on a date. Phony. It's the kids. fake. Yeah. But some it's... of it does feel like. I, it you see people on, on dates. You see people yeah. like okay. Well, there's a Tesla dealership. That's where they had an Amazon bookstore. That's right. The yeah. Amazon brick and mortar bookstore. Like that's where they opened one of the first ones. It's like you know, like I kind of for Europeans that I know, it's like it's Wenceslav Square in Prague, but with palm trees, <laughs> and all built like ten years ago instead of you know 14th century. It's just like weird, but it's very nice. It's the you know one in one way or another, it's very nice. What's interesting, California doesn't have a whole lot of history, right? We, I mean, oh, our, we, our national it, landmark. It is right is, across from the Winchester House, right? And that's like, and, and people, so that's yeah, kind of interesting. That's a landmark. Well, that's a landmark. But in addition to that, the Santana Row sign itself. Yeah. If you look at it. Um, it is the same outline as a Chevrolet logo, because that was the Chevrolet dealership. That's funny. And we used to cruise Stevens Creek yeah. Boulevard um, all the time. The century that that movie theater the, that the, the three centuries were there. Yeah, they're tearing yeah. down. We used to line up out there back in the '90s. This was big. It was big to line up for a movie it's all like day a long. Dome. It's like a half bubble kind of for people right. that haven't seen it. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it had the fully raked. Like you were if, at the bottom of the floor. It was probably that, fifty feet. Is to that the thing top. from the '50s, '60s? Like that thing has been there. It was '70s. Okay. '60s, '70s, okay. because it was around the same time that drive-ins were also getting big. Yeah, they're trying oh, to compete. The, the play, like my my place around the corner, Sarah's Diner, used mm-hmm. to be an A and W. Yeah, drive in A and W in the fifties or whatever. So yeah, but the Chevrolet sign, they they actually uh, there was a big debate over it because we don't have a whole lot of history in San Jose. So the Chevrolet sign had been there forever, I guess, and so they made a deal with Santana Row when they redeveloped that area to keep the same shape. It's because people were using it as a landmark to get around. Yeah. So you'd yeah. be driving and you'd be like, oh, oh, I'm supposed that's to turn right at the Chevrolet sign. Yeah. So they kept the same outline, and that's yeah. why, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, and, but yeah, now it's very she-she. It's, it's weird. Yeah, now we're just like, who are these people? Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're like, we're inventing backstories for people. Because, like, it's, who's having... Like, who's eating there at 3 o'clock on a Tuesday? Right. Like, don't these people have jobs? How do they, you know? And it's like, like okay, so, in the city. Yeah, and, and everyone, everyone's, like, dressed to the nines. Like, yeah. really, like, button-downs and... They're like, who are these people? And like, where did they pop up and come from? And it could be like people that work there, like their their relatives visiting, and then they're going shopping while people, you know, it's like uh, it is kind of metropolitan. Like yeah. you see people from everywhere, but it's like artificial. It's like it was like not older than a decade. Or well, so. and and if you look, if you really look closely too, it's like three people are having like the full like appetizer, entree, yeah. glasses of wine, yeah. and then the rest of them. I can barely afford an appetizer, and they're kind of sharing it, and then they're splitting yeah. a drink before they take off. They just want to hang out there for a little. Just bit. get a coffee. <laughs> yep. Get get one beer for twelve dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They probably pregame. They got uh, they got the Molsons uh, and hams in the in the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, I mean. Yeah. L- let me ask you. I know uh, you've worked in. This is an industry that's kind of. Well, let me put it a different way. Uh, marijuana just became legal in Canada like yesterday, October seventeenth, something or two days yeah. ago, maybe or three days ago. I don't, I don't know what day it is. No, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, that's, that was a promise made by Trudeau a while ago. Now, but in California, 14. we were talking. Now, I used to be a ghost tour guide, mm-hmm. and when I went to a dispensary, you know, for for journalistic reasons, <coughs> just to <laughs> just to see what it was like. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I use it for I, glaucoma. I was like, do you guys, do you guys know, or do you guys make a deal out of having like a Willie Nelson's, like Willie's Reserve? or uh, Chong's Choice or like Snoop Dogg's Chocolate because 
in America, you cannot, even though it's legal in like Washington, Colorado, and Oregon, you still can't take weed from California to Oregon. No, LA because will crossing... not let you fly. The the LAX will not let you leave with an ounce of weed, which is revolutionary. If you're that staying is... in state, I don't know. I think they just it's because... up to you know they don't care. They're not ah. going to check for it. Okay. So if you do something stupid, like fly to New York City the... with an ounce of weed, you on, know they'll probably you. check you in New York, and that's sure. on you. Yeah. But, okay. But you like, can leave our territory. Uh, like a, okay. yep. Apparently, like LAX is like yep. So it uh yeah well when to cross a border is a federal uh yeah jurisdiction so it's legal thing. in Oregon it's legal here but you don't but you still have to cross a federal yeah. border in order to get it's from one place it's vastly to another. different prices for yeah. one it's like far so cheaper the, in Oregon so these companies it's interesting that's why I love to travel and I love to go to dispensaries in other states because uh, when I look at the dispensary I work in and what we have there and the different uh, quality of brands and the labels and stuff then I go to another place and I'll see some similarities. Yeah, and I think what happens in a lot of these cases is like they're like franchises. It's like a larger conglomerate, like Coca Cola or something like that, decides to be like, okay, I'm going to open especially some here, especially some here, especially yeah. in California. And I, I shouldn't say like, Coca Cola because I don't know if Coca Cola is one, but I'm just saying larger companies yeah. are looking in at this way and, and like all yeah. Here, there's tons of stuff. The yeah. names are the best. The names that they come up with. Too. Yeah, you, oh yeah, I mean you can get hot sauces and. Uh, oh yeah, barbecue know, sauce, like hot sauce. Yeah. Oh, you can get sexual stimulants. Oh, right. uh, there's there's <laughs> topical lotions that yeah. they. Uh, yeah. There's also uh, uh, there's uh, menstruating um, pills that are suppositories. They go inside. Uh, on the medical side, it's, yeah. it's there's, there's tons a huge of stuff. range and too. Then, yeah, right. Uh, and then they start list limiting. Um, milligram dosage, but there's a conflict going on now with the laws. They they passed two laws. And these laws conflict with each other. They have conflicting things, so they're trying to work that out right now. Regarding to medical and what it well, medical and so in, recreational. When I was in Denver, I went uh, just for journalistic, just for uh, touristic tourist reasons. Yeah, I, no, I just to you know just to see. I yeah. was like, can I can I come in here with an out of state license? They're like, of course, yeah. But uh, don't even look at that half of the store because that's the medical stuff. Mm-hmm. But they, but here, yeah, yeah, you know, stuff. Let, yeah, let us yeah. know. And and in Colorado. That was the good stuff. Like sure. that, like a lot of the edibles, or I don't even. Well, I don't even they're know higher. It, but they're, it was like you did still need a med- medical card. Yeah, um, you did still need a, like you could yeah. get pre rolls in any kind of flower and whatever. But there was well, and here in the here in California, it's the difference between uh, like twenty four percent tax. So like it's twenty four percent more to get, and I, a lot of the product is very much the same uh, because the laws dictate. I think for both the. Um, you know the, do you know the tax in Colorado by chance? Because mm, is not. it? I would assume. I'm like, why not? You know, yeah, legalize they'll, they'll it, go. tax it. I'm like, why not? Pay yeah. for our schools with with uh, weed taxes. Why not? Sure, do it. Well, I, I mean, it finally proves the theory that money literally grows on trees because mm-hmm. it's it's, uh, it's such a weed. A, yeah. It grows like a weed. Canada's <laughs> gone gangbusters. They just sold out for you know days in a row now. Well, it's so. interesting because um, that's gonna. I I've been reading a lot of these articles. Uh, in the stock market because I've been following cannabis stock and not always direct standard cannabis stock but companies that might be looking. So there was a dispensary or two owned by the government for instance mm-hmm. directly yeah. and I'm like fucking hell. yeah I mean yeah. that is that is really something um, that, that I mean that just blew my mind I just still, couldn't uh, see that happening here. Yeah. Uh, no and that's genius because why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't yeah. you cultivate uh, produce and sell something that's going to make you money? Yeah, I mean, directly. It's, get get a hundred percent, not not twenty four percent. Yeah, you know, hundred percent of the revenue. And, and, and I think it's a great. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got a I got a government job. I work in a dispensary, 
But I got full, you know, imagine you got full health care and retirement and 401k. It's a much better, as a yeah. blood tender. Oh, God. And it's a, that's, much, it's that's a much better revenue Canada, stream. Canada, dude. Yeah, that's Canada. It's, it's a much better revenue stream, and it's also great PR. Because it's like, the federal government's doing something great for me. Oh, and it's, and it's, it's completely regulated. Like, yeah. they can set standards and norms that yeah. way. They have, you know, they have a, they have a foot in the game. Foot, what? what? <laughs> Whatever. I got a butt in the game. Yeah. I got a file. Um, and, and, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, so no, and that's what's interesting though is that in Canada, they're um, they're each province gets to dictate uh, its own rules and regulations on how it dispenses what's allowed to be grown, what's allowed to. So each but, province will be. A but it is legal. Yeah, but it is legal across and the board. The, the cops won't care about enforcement anymore. Right. Uh, I'm but, curious how that'll change things here. Are we going to go ape shit and enforce the border across the Canadian border? Well, we don't have to rush. Or are we? Or is that going to like push like North Dakota into going? Oh, okay. Oh, whoa. Okay. Okay. I can't see Montana, and North Dakota, and all those changing too quickly. They're pretty. pretty you would think uh, conservative. so. I mean, but Utah also, it must, it must, there must be a flood. Yeah. You know, um, but we don't have to rush really because uh, Canada's uh, provinces are not ready for this. There's not a whole bunch Obviously. of centuries being open. So yeah. like, if you went there right now, like, there's some Canada, uh, Canadian tours you can go on, uh, which is kind of cool, and and I'm hoping that uh, that starts here. By me and some friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in that same uh, regard, they, they don't, they, you know, they're limited on where they can take them and stuff because there's not a ton of stores open right now because this just mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. um, and it just became legal. So a lot of these places, they, they weren't ready for the volume. They weren't ready for, I mean, they, they're getting there. That's, and, yeah, yeah. Some support, that, but within a matter of weeks or months or the next. Yeah. And like, provinces still got to make their yeah, laws. Next like, couple of cycles, they can reinvest the money into like bigger, yeah. I mean, they'll figure it out. You know, the, the market will readjust or whatever. But, but we're, we're going to fall, yeah. the U.S. is going to fall behind if we don't get on board. If we don't get yeah. on board soon, we're going to we're gonna lose out. To keep fighting it is just wasting yeah. time. We're going to waste but, tons yeah. of money and resources uh, preventing mm. weed from coming Europe in. Europe now North doesn't North. really listen to us anymore or care about pressure from us. So they might Weird. just flip overnight, yeah. which blew my mind. And it really was like they made it illegal because of U.S. pressure way back in the day. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's like, wow, that's kind of like, people were just like, okay, yeah, we don't care what the state says anymore. It's yeah. legal. Yeah. Cause it that's always should have been. So, um, it's, it's ridiculous. It's that it's, it, it, it just, it's such a less volatile uh, substance than so many other things. Yeah. Like I always, I always wonder, cause yeah, I'm from, I'm from Oregon and, um, like in, in Germany, you'd find far more conservatives that, that have a, a way harsher view of it in general. Really? And, and even in Holland, it's like, okay, there's coffee shops, but don't smoke it on the street. Cause the old, the old generation, they're, they, you know, they go to church, they drink their tea drinkers sure. and, and you just don't want to like push people's buttons. And I imagine like, there's still probably places in the States where it's like, that would just be unthinkable. Yeah. That's yeah. Maybe that's more of a West coast thing. I like, I don't know. I you know, but, uh. There's a couple other topics I want to talk about as far as like, um, or even just like Californian cliches. Like oh, yeah. we haven't really introduced you yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're kind Sorry. of a, you're kind of a walking, talking cl a cliche. And hundred uh, percent, so many ways. You know, the, the main thing I wanted to talk about, but I could have talked about it with anybody, I suppose, was mm. um, okay. I want find me a local, and I'll you know like let's compare techies to or what you know tell me some stories of. But but I think just in general, what you if people read you know what's in the papers or the this, the, the, at least the local stuff here is just always just ha like housing, 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 and it's and it's it's no secret that the tech jobs are just pushing up rent everywhere. And yeah. there's what people might not realize is that there's like eight million people in the Bay Area now or something. Like it is insane, and uh, it wasn't built for that. That was like just in the last couple of decades. Um, 
Yeah, the, the everyone talks about the traffic uh, increases, and it's, and it's funny because I hear lately people are complaining about Uber and Lyft causing more traffic uh, in the city. Uh, for some reason, there's no good public transport or or anything. I mean, yeah. now now the thing is, before we get too much further into this kind of yeah. thing, is is I met Otis, my buddy Otis, on. In fact, my German listeners have kind of heard of stories, I'm sure, uh, a couple of <laughs> oh, couple different times. Yes, but my infamous in Germany. Infamous in Germany, but, yes. but in English, awesome. I'm like, well, you know, you have a life and a, and a, right. and a career <laughs> and a reputation. I don't want to, like, I don't want to say nothing behind your back. But, <laughs> but, but Otis, see, the, the, it's, like, it's kind of a famous story as far as, like, as, like me moving to the States. Uh, like I moved here on a Friday and basically on a Monday I, I was I like instantly when I moved in I was like oh there's a bar across the street right and it took me like three days before I'm like I'm gonna go check out the bar especially on a Monday when I knew it'd probably be dead I'm like I can just you know see what's going on and I walk in <clears throat> and I'm talking to the bartender Tom yeah. And we're, it turns out he was in Prague in like 2006 or something. So we're talking about like what's changed and where he was and, you know, just like swapping stories. And Otis walks in and he's like, hey, Otis, you know, this is my buddy Travis that just moved here like three days ago. And it was the day you just got a car uh, that day. And you uh, walked in. I remember you walked in with your Trilby, your mm-hmm. Trilby hat, which is very Californian, I'd say. And your own fucking cue stick, your pull cue, and you like you took it out of the bag and like screwed it together. And yeah, and at some point, Stephanie, my pull stick is a name. Her name is yeah. And, and at some point, I think I think I saw you get like twenty bucks off some guy. And, I, <laughs> I, and you played me, and it was like like halfway through, or maybe the second game. You're like, okay, now I'm gonna like that wasn't okay. Now I'm gonna try my right hand, and you just like <laughs> I don't think I even got a shot. Um, you're still good. You were a good shot, though. I mean, like you said, you didn't play a whole lot, but you, uh, you still, I mean, you know how to hit the ball, which is impressive. A lot of people I, can't even do I that. appreciate you listening to you lying from all my fans <laughs> like that. It's, I really do. That's, I love you for that. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've known Otis since like basically literally the day I got here. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. It was very fortuitous. We had the whole bar to ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, and now over the years, so Otis is, is not a, He's like a Z-list celebrity himself, like me. If you uh, if you're into like comedy, yeah. Because um, now Otis is a is a connoisseur of the a connoisseur. I don't know, or or at least has chosen the medium of the on stage to the point where you don't really want it filmed if it's designed for a stage, or if you would have cameras there, you would kind of do it differently. And and um, the millennials in my cast finally uh, forced me into recording this last show. Though we did, we did get a recording of this last show, but more documentary style. It, it's just difference of yeah. I always thought it'd be yeah. cool to get it behind the scenes at least, or right. but if but you could set up some camera. I mean, you know, sure. the thing is, it's it could just be difference of philosophy or whatever. If you're the creative mind behind it and that's what you want to do, then that that's what you're doing. Like, True, and that's well, not. But it's also kind of it does make this exclusive thing where I've like I've been to like three of your shows and I can't just say oh check out this thing on YouTube. I'm like no, you would have had to you had to yeah. be there. Like, and that's something special. Like, that's okay. You know, like that is what it is. Well, so. and I think I think well, we're gonna try to do a compromise because I I'm an old I'm an old fart. I'm I'm 43 years old, which isn't that old really. But when it comes to entertainment and on stage, that's ancient. That's like 43 is the same age as like a 43 year old hockey player. You're, you passed his prime. <laughs> I'd like to differ. I, like, but to that point, though, we are an ensemble group, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of us, and so I really, like, even though it was started between me uh, and my good friend Chris Montana, 
my cousin and my girlfriend, the four of us came together and created this group and then we brought more people on and it became something bigger. So it became Ensemble and I really started to look to my younger producers and this one very smart uh, young producer, um, Kate, was like, listen, if we're going to start moving forward and get bigger, we got to get online. We got to start creating video. We got to start creating demand and product and get people excited throughout the year because we do one show a year and it's hard to keep uh, people motivated. So that's when we started to make that transition. But you're right. I mean, the uh, the backstage stuff is uh, is what I think is super interesting. Do you, I think do you have fun. stuff on YouTube right now? That we have a preview. We have a preview okay. on YouTube on our Heart on Comedy page on Facebook. Yeah, uh, that's the, like Heart on Comedy. Yeah, Heart. Can, yeah, yeah. it's just on. You have a Facebook. So if you do live in the Bay Area or yeah. like San Jose, you can follow them on Facebook, and then you, you'll get you know you'll see the events and you know, you can you can you'll know what's happening. And it's usually once a year in the summer, sometime between June and September, uh, we do a show and we do for a like one two three nights. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yep. And we may start to broaden that, but we're starting to move into film now. And because, you know, comedy is funny wherever. I've always liked it live because I need that immediate validation. I need to know that if I say something funny, and I like right feedback. now it's killing me. I mean, like I don't know if we're, we're getting laughed at right now. I'm only I've, hoping. So it's going to be very I've hard. I've heard that me. a million times. Well, if you if you listen to you know comedians on interviews or something, they yeah. say like or just the way they work through material. Yeah. Like you go to a small club and like they they apparently they they die all the time. Oh, they, you know, you have to just, die. You die a thousand times. Yeah, and they're like, but you know, I know I know I have like a couple minutes that I know a couple I have a couple of bits that I know will kill, yeah. and then I'll try something new in between, and right. you know, and then maybe just drop it or tweak it or whatever and then but eventually it ends up in the special or you know and you're like i I probably messed that up 25 times but it ended up you know i knew there was something there and you you hear that and if you're podcasting honestly i get feedback where my it's like i have to take feedback with such a grain of salt because well i mean you want to for health reasons if someone's talking shit about you on itunes or something but but you're just like well did they did they listen to my latest stuff did they, you know, did they just listen to, because it might be on a podcast that I stopped recording on two, three years ago. And I'm like, ah, man, you know, yeah. I, I, but okay. And, and live, you just know, you yeah. just like, you, you killed you it. You instant didn't. gratification, yeah. you know, yeah. If I said this, because you're right, because if you listen on to something tour, that I recorded yeah, when I was a tour ten, guide, 10 years ago, yeah. I, I've developed, I'm a much more, you know, yeah. cheap person. And also timing and how you deliver something. I tried jokes uh, at bars with friends and all the time doing different things. I, I dressed up as a unicorn for a friend's birthday once, and I was going to go to a bar. And this was a bar that was kind of divey, had a lot of motorcycle guys. So I'm going to be a guy dressed as a unicorn in kind of a pink outfit for my bartender friend. But I knew I was going to get some shit for it. Yeah. So what I did first was I dressed up and I went to this bar in my neighborhood yeah. And I went and hung out there with those guys where we joked and they teased and you, me and I came up with a bunch of great material. That, yeah. Some of the best stuff was like, uh, if, if anyone asked me, they're like, what are you, like some kind of uh, unicorn? They're like, what's that about? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a little horny. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. yeah. It, there's always like, work on your, stuff work you on your replies. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you, you were ready to go for the rest of the night. That's true. You know, that, that always reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you ever played the game Monkey Island. Oh, yes. You're sword fighting. The secret of Monkey Island. So I was like, I'm a couple years younger than you, but I I must have, I was like right in that age. Yeah. You had to come, and you had to say the right. The final battle, you had to use them in a different context. Right. And so you had to like know them. And I remember, and and when I hear a comedian say that, like that, I'm like, that's the, you try stuff out, you know, someone, someone like says something like a heckles you in a way you didn't expect or right. you know like so something to you in a way that you didn't expect and there's that like um improv 
aspect to it, and then yeah. you kind of nail that down. That was, yeah. And that was the best part of the Secret of Monkey Island, is that the only way you got better at, at sword fighting or the records if you, if you fought more people. Because you, yeah, yeah. you'd give a retort to somebody, oh, and you man. would have an answer for it, but if you got a really good if I back from somebody... When I replayed the game, I played yeah. it like once or twice, or I'd save it right before, I would I would get all, I would wait until I had all the replies. Uh, like, I, I, I know I'm still missing them, yeah. you know? So I'm like, oh, I gotta fight. And just go over, perfect. like, dozens and dozens of battles. Yeah. Like, yes! I got the... So you got like, every single Incontinence line. 1 That's or perfect. whatever, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was great. Uh, I'm glad you caught that. I'm glad, I I'm love Secret of Monkey Island. It's one of my it, favorite I, games. It was obviously like, it was like forming in my life. Yeah. Like that game was just like, yeah, it was like that perfect age. But and the thing like, that is hilarious. There were so many jokes there hidden that I didn't realize until I got older too. Like yeah. they talked about uh, a rump roast with a prehensile tail. And I had to look at prehensile, which I didn't realize that, which was like a nail file. Or, or, uh, yeah. yeah. And I was, yeah. and, and yeah. There's, this woman brings it to you in jail. So it's to get out of jail. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Yeah. But I didn't get it. And then later on I'm like, that's hilarious. That's yeah. Some classic stuff. That's, yeah, now, now it's an app. But like, you can just play Monkey Island on your phone. Uh, see, why did you tell me that? I just got rid of Facebook like, <laughs> and apps on my phone. Oh, man. I, just had, yeah, I was like, looking at it too much all the time when it was on my phone. It was like a weekend. Or, or, I think I discovered it on a vacation once. And then it was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyways, yeah. So anyway, that's, what, that's what that reminds <laughs> me of if you, if you have a live audience. I, awesome. I got better at like ghost tours. Okay. Like you know, I only did it for like a season, but definitely six months in, I was like, I knew, I knew the ins right. and outs of the story, and you know how to like emphasize this or that. And didn't you go back and take the tour yourself? I was on, yeah, yeah, I was on the to tour. Check it out. Yeah, he left out a whole set. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. That you at first, that. at first, I was a smart ass, and then I was like, I got it, because he'd be like, Who do you remember when this was built? And I was like, fourteen ten, and he's like. Yeah. Yes, you know, or, <laughs> and I was like, you know, it was, it was like 15, 27 or right. something. It was like, okay, yeah. if you, you know. Obviously, you know something. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, I'll shut up. I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Like, That's funny. That's just the worst. I'm being, I'm being, I would hate that if I was on my tour. Right. So, yeah. All right, quick intermission here, or, uh, well, we hit pause and went to the store. Um, when we came back, we, we shifted gears a little bit. I think this is what we talk about next in any case, is that, Otis is also a Buddhist. He's been to uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I don't remember. I don't know. Anyways, we got back from the store here. Have a listen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think I've talked about it on a, on a German show. I don't remember when it came up, but but there's a, there's a couple steps that are just like just good advice. Yeah, you know, and that's like basically what it boils down. To. Basically, you know, like in short, if you summarize it down to three, it's like try to you know get over your past mm-hmm. and try to you know like yeah yeah uh, accept the fact that you're a human and get over it yeah. uh and accept the fact that there's there's things out there that you are out of your control that are stronger more powerful than you and you know it doesn't have to be a religious thing it doesn't have to be a god it can just be something like but stuff's gonna happen that you just have no control over and Correct. that's just life yeah and then there's stuff that you do have control over and there's a lot of these great sayings I, I, there was a very warmth community and it was great and so i, I went there because I was seeking any kind of help anywhere. I was like, and I came from a family of um, alcoholics. So we had okay. we had alcoholism, alcoholism in our family. My uncle was in the um, alcoholic for uh, years, and he got sober, and he's been sober for years. Like he's he's a pillar in the local uh, AA community. Mm-hmm. Um, but like instead of going to church, you went to AA meetings for a while. Correct. Kind of. I did, I did kinda, that. As a, you know. And at the same time, though, my sister introduced me to this uh, this. Uh, NLP, which is a neuralist, neural, I think, I hope I get this right, neurological linguistic programmer. And what this guy does is he uses the way he talks to you and how he talks to you and how he communicates and to help rewrite your brain and how you think and how you, you handle situations and how you process things. And he did a lot of great things for me. And at the same time, he was also Buddhist. And I was very attracted to that. What the? What the? I've never. You're blowing my mind just like every 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So what's an example of something that he does? Like what? Like, um, do you have an example of like how would he talk to gosh. try to influence? Like, was try to calm you down, make you feel like, like think, give you self-esteem? What's the? Yeah, the self-esteem is definitely part of it. I, it was. I think, and I'm not. I mean, I'm not an NLP, so I can't. I, I can't know what he did, but I can tell you what he did for like me. Like, I kind of... Am, am I wrong in thinking that every cult leader is probably an ML... A hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. You're absolutely like, right. They're going to make you do feel it a certain group. way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. Group, okay. Right. Yeah, so this this was one that used his powers for good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were... Otis, I think you were in a cult, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but it was a good cult. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm messing around. But, but okay, so so, so he, he was a good influence on you, yeah. and he just happened to be a Buddhist, and... And, and yeah. so I was attracted to that, and yeah. he, he could tell what it is that I obviously responded to, uh, the positive stimulus. Like, my very first sketch comedy show was titled Jokes and Validations, because mm-hmm. that's all I seek is constant validation. That's why I love stage comedy and stage acting. Um, but he saw that, I think, and he understood that he needed to tell stories, because I enjoyed stories as a storyteller, and so he'd have all these great Buddhist stories that I found out later are legitimate. As I started reading the story, uh, the teachings of Buddha, mm-hmm. these are stories he actually pulled from that text. Yeah. But he made them sound so an everyday example yeah. of life. Or it something. was great, yeah. and um, so that took me out of the whole Buddhist religion. So I started reading the book, and I started realizing that. And he put it great, which was I, I think it was him that said this. But he goes, Otis, if you really want to be Buddhist, uh, he goes, treat others with compassion, treat all living things with compassion. Um, don't be an asshole, and you can call yourself a Buddhist. <laughs> and I'm like, I think I can do those two things. Uh, now, there's other more, you know, just like every other religion, there's Orthodox Buddhism, where it's like you should be a vegetarian or a vegan, actually. And, and, yeah, a certain set of beliefs, whereas um, Buddhism is less of a religion than a way of life. Am I am I confusing that it's with... both. 
So, so there's two factions. Like so, there are deities that there's, you know there's they may the or may idolized. Know. Yeah. yeah, there's the dichotomy religion of Buddhism, which like, is like we believe Buddhism is a god that uh, yeah. sees above and deity. The, the idea of reincarnation is right. actually you know part of like just faith, like you believe in that or you don't kind of thing. And then there's Buddhism um, as a is a but moral the philosophy, teaching, the teaching philosophy, exactly, yes. and yeah. that's more of what I believe, and that's what I study. Like that, uh, that, the six yeah. uh, compassionate, um, I forget what they're called, but these certain things where like the things you can do every single day that, are, that cost no money for your fellow uh, person mm -hmm. or beings around you which is like give a compassionate look or if someone has something troubled they want to talk about just listening mm -hmm. uh, offering someone a seat and these are actually written in the teachings of Buddha yeah very uh, yeah I, I would imagine there's a, a core of like all world religions that kind of like the don't be an asshole part I'm sure that's like it's in every the, single religion that's in the Torah for sure yeah, yeah. no it is and it's it's 100% and, and if you and you're absolutely right in the sense that every religion is that base sense of like be good yeah and you'll receive good <laughs> but that but uh yeah I think I think uh, to a lot of people um Buddhism is appealing for one reason or another right. you know kind of a um well chicks dig like you know when you meditate and you like have like incense in the room and stuff and you know and you can cross your legs i guess there's that's that yeah it's a little it's a little, little exotic exotic yeah. and eastern it's or something, like but... oh wow you're, you're buddhist oh my gosh but isn't, buddhism isn't is like <laughs> yoga is what that's not hinduism that's part of buddhism right or you is, know, it just, is it just from the same regions like there's a lot of like uh but meditation is maybe even the best example of just yeah. like a practice that well, um, it's all breathing. Uh, yoga is about breathing yeah. too. It's about breathing. But it totally balance. wasn't a European thing. Like it's totally imported. Yeah. But when it did take take wind, it like there's there's you know German Buddhists and Czech yeah. Buddhists and like it definitely kind of took hold in the West at some point. Madonna is a Buddhist. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I guess she's a Kabbalist too. I don't know. I'm kind of confused about she, what Madonna is these days. But, right. She's but, whatever Oprah's religion's talking about that week. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you, you wouldn't be the only one. You wouldn't be the only um, American Buddhist for no, sure. No, 100. So. And my aunt was when I was growing up, and I always wondered what that meant. I always thought it meant like she had to shave her head and go live in the mountains. But. Like I, so I read, uh, what's the, uh, Hess is Siddhartha Buddha, Buddha Siddhartha mm -hmm. Buddha, whatever. And then, or Siddhartha, maybe it's just called. And then I've definitely like, I've done some additional reading and, you know, seen the documentaries and whatever. And it's, it's definitely a, uh, um, just a great story of, oh, well, super wealthy. That didn't work out. Super poor, uh, didn't almost died and was willing yeah. to die, you know, and then like kind of this, the back and forth and it's. Well, uh, it, Buddhism it, is the middle way, right? Like you know, you go back, you know, like you can you can overdo it here, and then you know, there's some other like Hinduist ideas, right. whereas like this exactly. is not a yeah, like learn from the idea, but don't you know, don't go too far, and and this and that, and everything in moderation. That's like I think uh, yeah, that's a lot of that is like seeped, yeah, yeah. you know, it's good karma is maybe it's Hindu, balance. but but it also the idea of karma kind of seems very, but but just uh, like the whole that's kind of seeped into like everybody's culture these days i think um yeah no I, I agree and i think a lot of people are starting to be more conscious about like how they uh treat their environment as opposed to their individual needs you know we're building this capitalist market where it's like the american dream and you had to go for it and you had to fight for it and you grab it go grab what's yours go take what's mm -hmm. yours right you know piss all be everyone else get that and then the the millennial is the generation of like you know these kids that were raised in this entirely anti-bowling take care of your fellow man take mm -hmm. care of everyone around you give back to the environment and I love it. I see it, and I'm like, this is great because you know they don't care about like 
stuffing their house with a bunch of crap that it, they got. It seems like it's, people are less material. I wonder if I'm just imagining this or being an optimist, but it seems like younger kids are just like, no, I really, I don't need, I just need a room. I yeah. just need a, you know, like, like the idea of owning a Ferrari these days is like, ah, well, that's not practical. Like, but, that's not uh, practical. No, and you're but like, I could totally really? go get a group on to drive one for a day. And that's kind yeah, of cool. but yeah. even even if you had, even if they would even if they make that kind of money, they're like, oh, you know what, like, nah, use like, money for for good, like beer yeah. drinking. Like, no, it, no. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just seems like, yeah, you're like, oh, it's just you just get out sweaty, you know, you know, like, yeah, just right? people are like, nah, yeah. why would you do that? Where uh, like previous generations, it was just like, no, it's just what's the best watch you can wear, and you know, right. the biggest chain or car or whatever. That, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe kids are all wanting like. Platinum no. grills. No, I, I will. Yeah, I, I guess I don't really know. My my information is all anecdotal as well, but the, the kids I see anyway, I'm like, I really appreciate how much they feel like they're trying to make the world a slightly better place and where they found it. I think that seeped through more than like I I I'm not even sure I'm taking climate change as real as it needs to be because I do believe we're all going to like die in 30 years now. Like there's. Every hundred year storms just happen like three months in a row. North, I heard North uh, Carolina was recovering from that one when it got hit by Michael coming the other way. way. Yeah, well, from, and I from I, the Gulf. I heard that my children's children could be the last generation, unless we, unless we get to Mars or something. But that's yeah. not that's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just with the amount of the things that are going on, you think about like when I when we were kids and. There were not. There was like when there was a big hurricane. You're well, like, oh my gosh, it's on the news. There's a huge hurricane. When and we were like kids. It was the Cold War. We were yeah. all going to die in a nuclear holocaust. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, people have kind of forgotten that that's still a possibility because there's, you sure, know, well, we're, not, we're, not, we're not aiming at missiles. Yeah, yeah, we're not aiming missiles at well, Russia the way we used to. How much of like one of these world leaders was just like, oh well, we're not going to last that long anyway. We last a lot longer if a whole country is obliterated. And but they just but decided to launch. Even Kim Jong Il, like we're talking to him, South Korea's talking to him. It's like what the just like dropped. Like well, there's no more. As long as Dennis Cuba, Rodman is Cuba still alive, is like, oh, we're not communists anymore, and oh yeah, you can you, Americans can, you know, yeah. we dropped the embargo. It's like whoa. God, I know. But what we're all going to die in hurricanes now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but so, anyways, yeah. I was in the Dominican Republic, and uh, there was um, three feet higher than that, six feet tall of seaweed piled up on the beaches. And they said it's from uh, global warming. And they said it only well, happens like, during the summer. Uh, it didn't used to happen season, as bad, is, or yeah. Yeah, they said no, not nearly as bad. And now, and when you fly in, you just see these streams of these large orange uh, things of seaweed. And their seaweed there is different than the California seaweed. That's thinner and icky. So it's just yeah, the, but the, it stinks. The whole Gulf is kind of warming, or the whole Caribbean yeah. is warming, basically. Yeah, exactly. And Damn, they said man, that that's uh, crazy. a lot of a lot of locals are upset too because it's really hurting the tourism market. All right. Well, we fucked it up, but uh, we'll uh, we'll live and see the consequences after all. Mm -hmm. That's we're that crazy generation. I'm looking like, at the beachfront property. Our grandparents just fucked it up, and they're like, "See ya." We're out. Uh, we were the golden generation or great generation, whatever it was. Um, California, anyways, is gonna. There'll be some crazy earthquake, and we'll fall into the ocean because <laughs> um, we're kind of on the peninsula, like south yeah. South Bay. We're on the other side of the fault, though. We're good. I mean, we'll be like I an thought, island. I thought it would be like down the I bay. Oh, okay. okay. But oh. I think it was around San Jose. <laughs> I think I think I think we'll be like this cool island. It might just like there, close yeah. up and you know yeah, swallow us too. whole, yeah. basically. It's very possible. And Oregon, I think, will be the next Mount St. Helens, but one of the other ones, Rainier will blow up or something. Yeah, you know, Yellowstone might blow up and kill humanity. So. Uh, oh man. Good times. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. And yeah, this is great. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so keep listening because we don't have very many episodes left. <laughs>
We're counting uh, the days. Because Trump's our president and we're not going to Mars. That's right. All right. Sweet. I, so I have this, this theory on what Trump's doing with the whole Saudi thing. And, like, uh, I think he's trying to hedge, like, with all this strife he's, he's causing, he's trying to uh, give a reason to start drilling oil in the U.S. More reason. Yeah. Right? Part, of the, part of the, yeah. I think he, he hired someone to, uh, to, can I say this? <laughs> What am I allowed I, to I say? You, you can, this, this is not live. You can say whatever you want. We're he hired someone, to, uh, the Trump administrator hired someone to kill the uh, reporter. In that the reporter room. guy? Yeah, yeah, just to cause issue with Saudi Arabia, so they have reason to drill more oil here in the U.S. because of the skyrocketing oil prices. But they also had like, a, what was like a hundred million, hundred billion dollar weapons Barbara, deal with Saudi, yeah. with Saudi Arabia, and that he didn't want to mess that up. So, right. he, so it might have been Saudi Arabia, and he just didn't care. But, and in my, yes, he was a U.S. resident, so they might have, like, like, there was, so, yeah, I just heard today, like, like, he was probably dead within minutes. Like, he walked into the thing, and they were looking for his body in the forest 100 kilometers, or, what, 10 kilometers out or whatever, because, uh, and there was, like, supposedly, this is, I don't know, I might cut this, because it was, like, he got, got, like, beheaded, like, dismembered, put into bags, and, yeah, so. Pieces are taken out, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, we live in a crazy era. We live in yeah, a crazy really time. Like, but at the same time, like, too. if we survive the next two years, yeah. we'll still, you know, we'll still drop off into the ocean. But, and, and I really think that, uh, there's going to be some kind of Goldilocks planet discovered somewhere, right? It's going to be like, uh, because they keep talking about this. They keep, I, I'm working on the short film right now, actually. And there's a line in it that says, they used to say there's a star for every single sand on the planet okay it's, yeah, every single grain yeah. of sand but now they say there's a planet that can sustain life for every single grain of sand they, the they found hundreds of yeah. like rocky planets in the goldilocks zone or yes. whatever and now they can even now they're looking for something that wasn't even possible i don't know like five or ten years ago or i don't know what i'm saying but um now they can kind of look for an atmosphere just mm-hmm. through like spectromus spectro spectrometry you know whatever uh, is this where you come in later and dub it over? I'll, like, I'll, I'll dub it over. Spectrometer. Yeah, something like I that. Don't know yeah. What it is now? <laughs> but it's like it's spectrometry. You, it's like it's like if you put a take a prism and you see the rainbow thing. Oh you split yeah, the yeah, light. yeah. Uh, so the, you the can spectrum, the light spectrum. Yeah, spectrum. Yeah. So if you use that as a science to see what what gases there are. What's that called? I see. I, okay. Spect spectrum. So spectrum spectrometry. 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 That sounds about right. Spectrometry. I think it's sphincter for sure. Sphincter tree. <laughs> sphincter dump. Sphincter. All right. Wow, this really. <laughs> so we went from, it, we from like astrophysics to like. I know. It's so it's to to be with somebody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but it's it's true. Like we 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 can be. They found at hundreds, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Like, and there is there's there's more and more found every day. It's crazy. They're probably just, but they're still they're still in the in other st- like we. It's hard for us to get to Mars. Yeah. That's like a whole other solar system. Uh, what's that? What's the uh, the the ship that we launched in the 70s with the gold disc? And that's like just reached outside the solar system now. Yeah, just that left was, like Pluto and just sent. What, uh, that yeah, was what a, was that? Voy- not Voyager. Voyager, maybe, but it's something but, like that. But yeah, yeah, something yeah, they like just that. sent back that information. But that was like forty years ago, and it just left the solar system. Yeah. So we're not quite there to reach the other planets, anyways. Well, it's amazing to me though that we're finding out stuff like. Uh, so growing up as a kid, you always read these books in the library, and you're like, "These these great pictures of Jupiter." You're like, "Well, obviously this is a great picture because." we knew you know we were close to it we know exactly what's going on but it's not 
we knew nothing. Like, there's yeah. stuff we're uh-uh. finding out about the planets. Like, one of the planets yeah. might be able to sustain life that's going around Jupiter. You're like, what? The, yeah, <laughs> Europa or Titan or yeah. some, one of those. Yeah. Holy crap. I, I, th- I think we had no idea. Even when I was born in the 80s or 90s, like, I don't think we had any idea about that. Well, when or, I was a kid, Pluto was a planet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, and you know the whole thing behind that, right? It's not that it isn't a planet. It's just that it's a dwarf planet. And it's like, if we're going to name yeah. that one, we have to name the other 10,000 that are just the same size and distances around it. And so I think yeah, and then suddenly there's like thousands of planets in the solar system. Yeah, and then science projects in elementary school get really freaking hard. I mean, you got to start that shit early. No more nine planets hanging from a little mobile, man. You gotta start this shit in kindergarten. Yeah. You might be finished by your, your post grad. Yeah, there's an app now. <laughs> <laughs> I know they don't do science project. When I was, I don't know in. Uh, well, did you do the mobile the solar system mm-hmm. when you were a kid? Okay, yeah. so that's and the standard. And it still had Pluto. Okay, it still had Pluto. Yeah, Probably closer Pluto. than it should have been. Because right. Um, or way bigger than it should have been. And the rings were always challenging. How you did the rings were so hard on Saturn. Yeah, that's right. I think it was just like a disc in the middle of the... uh, We just had like a... Or it was a plastic disc where you just painted the rings on or something stupid like that. And I remember finding (laughs) out that there was rings on Uranus and uh, on Neptune. Yeah. We're coming home and saying that too. I'm like, Grandpa, you won't believe this. There's rings on Uranus. And he goes, those are hemorrhoids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But a boom. Yeah. That was my grandfather. Uh, that's great. He was a radio personality. No, but like now, I you know, like I had a calculator for not calculus, but ge- geometry or yeah. I don't know whatever, some crazy TI Texas, you know, T- cosine. Yeah. Did you yeah. have the, Did you have the watch uh, calculator for a while? I had one. Yeah, I had one, and when I was really little, just for like the multiplication, I had like a little watch that was a matchbook. Oh. And like fourth grade, third grade, or fourth grade, yeah. and, and we're just you're learning the basic like eight times four or whatever. Right. And at, at one point, the teacher, like, caught me, and he's like, Travis, no smoking in class. Oh, and I'm, like, what? eight. You know, and I'm like, oh, my and God. he was so cool. He was so That's funny. He was, he's like, Travis, no smoking, because it was a matchbook. <laughs> it was like, why? I shouldn't have matches either. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. Exactly. What were we doing? But, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a calculator. I we had. used to have to turn in the watch calculators. Well, I didn't have that, one. The some, other kids had to turn them in before tech. Before yeah, test. they banned them at some point. Yeah. Now, like, those are probably all, even the crazy calculus, you could just yeah. see the graphs. And, well, they you finally, know? The, even in school now, they're finally trying to realize that like it's not so much about what you memorize it's what how you learn how to figure yeah. problem solve so like google came out when i was in high school mm-hmm. wikipedia was a thing when i was in college just you know i like i, gra- I graduated high school in 2000 so yeah. that's like so like google was like what 1996 like literally when i was a freshman or yeah. somewhere right in there when you could start maybe it was like from ask jeeves and when i was a junior it was google ask I, jeeves. You, you remember oh, that yeah, yeah. Jeeves. but that changed the world because yeah. I like I still went to the library and then suddenly it was like I had to go to the library less and less because there was more and more like Google could find more and more right. and Wikipedia, Wikipedia was, was making it was super useless hard. for a couple of years yeah, because but it was then like, by the time I hit college it was like arrogant. well they still won't allow it though as a reference it was it was new the, enough yeah so it was new enough where they're yeah. like you better have Wikipedia's references as a reference yes. not Wikipedia but just as a way to like for you to understand something yeah. instead of having to go to, to, go to a library and that like go through it like you have to know what to look for you have to know that it exists and yeah. go you're like Durr. oh and it's a thing oh and well yeah. and google too is it it baffles me because my kids my, my son will come up and be like dad uh, i don't understand this but like what was like some trades that happened in the mesopotamia period i'm like what if you were playing call of duty and you didn't know how to find some weapon what would you do <laughs> And he goes, 
uh, Google it. Yeah. Do you think that the only information on the internet is related to video games? Or do you think that maybe if I typed in, oh, find out, I get it. <laughs> and I, it baffles me that like, their first instinct for anything else is go to Google. Did you, did you, do you know this? Well, yeah. Have you ever heard of Let Me Google That For You? No. Oh, my God. This is, I'm sure listeners have, but you, you type it. Not so if, if someone's like, hey, hey, Otis, what, um, what, what does comedy mean? Yeah. And then you send them this link. And when you type it in, it's like, let me Google that for you. <laughs> it's such a smart ass thing. <laughs> so I, that's hilarious. I'm the so guy that's actually done that. Like I've, 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 I've sent this out. That's yeah, so and then it good. Googles it for you. See now, okay now, see I have this. I love the fact that Woody it's Allen, such, Eddie Murphy, Bill yeah. Murray, Peter Sellers, Mel Brooks. That's those are the that's, top five artists. Comedy, yeah. That's how they define. That's how Google defines comedy. Holy yep. crap! That's kind of funny. Yeah, that that's is kind of interesting. Bill Murray right in the middle. That's awesome. And then. What do we count down here? Top stories. Netflix, Netflix comedy, to the top okay, and yeah, to entertainment. Images. Yeah, because so images real quick. I San Jose to... Improv. Oh yeah. Go to images. What, yeah, how does yeah how does so the world we, what means search... define? Oh no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A lot, right, a lot, of, a lot of flash art. Yeah, it's the comedy tragedy signs. It's what I'd expect. It's interesting. Googling images does not just doesn't work on that. Podcast on podcast. No. But. Okay. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'm. I'm being told we're too loud, so I think oh, really? uh, okay. we, we can just about wrap it up. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we're at an hour. That's that's all right. That's fantastic. Wow, this was really cool. I, we should um, do this again. So, so now, would they, did, do you call me like uh, like um, California Otis or U.S. Otis? Like, there's I only know one Otis. Okay. Like how many? Am I Oregon Travis? No, well, sometimes you're Travis NHL. Yeah, I'm NHL Travis. Yeah, my phone like, Travis NHL. In Germany, I was like the only Travis on the continent, right. so it's... No, I know a couple yeah, of other Travis, Travises. I have a Travis... True, yeah, here, yeah, like, yeah. I, I went to high school with a couple... I'm friends with a couple other Travises, but... Then we were like Travis 1 and 2, or Travis D, and some. yeah, so... Well, I was trying to think right now, I was about to tell you the other Travises I know, and I swear to God, I almost said, I know this Travis Dow. I yeah. know, I just... <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I've heard of that guy. <laughs> He's big. He's big. So, anyways, so uh, one more time, I'll mention Heart on Comedy. Yeah, check out the Facebook page. We have a trailer of our last show, and then, well, if you're ever in San Jose, come in. In fact, if you're in San Jose and you're coming from Germany, I will give you a free ticket. There you go. (laughs) You've heard it here. Um, Yeah. So, so that's it. That's uh, awesome. There you go. Bam. Thanks.